0: And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Paul Selig with us. We'll take your calls. We're talking about his latest book called The Book of Innocence, a channel text. And it is book number two in his Manifestation Trilogy. Paul, what are some of the important teachings of the guides that you have learned over the years?
1: So oh, as some have mentioned, you know, the action of fear is to claim more fear. So I try not to make choices based in fear because I know that it's going to get the, more of the same. That what you damn, damns you back, and what you bless, blesses you. And to damn something is to deny the inherent divine in it or in the person or the situation because you can't kind of decide that, If there is a God, it's just some places that you have to sort of go to this all-or-nothing idea, which is extraordinarily challenging, but real growth comes as a result of this. The guides have said that the only real problem humanity faces is what they call the denial of the divine or the refuting, what they call the inherent presence of source that they say is in everything.
0: These abilities that you have as a psychic versus a channeler, do you turn them on and off at will?
1: Well, to an extent. I mean, I find that if I ask myself a question, they might pipe in, which is the first way that I begin to understand that I heard, you know, that I was hearing information that was valuable. And so I'm cautious, um, and I don't read for myself for the most part as a result of that. But the psychic stuff, I don't step into people, which is how I read by tuning into them unless I'm working with someone. It really doesn't occur to, to me to do that in my personal life.
0: Interesting. Okay, you ready for some calls? Do my
1: best.
0: This hour is going to fly by, and what you're going to hear from Paul Selig is the channeling. He goes through a metamorphosis where they basically are talking through him, but you'll hear it. You'll understand what I'm talking about when uh, we do it. We're going to go to first-time caller Jeannie in Ohio. Welcome to the program. Hi, Jeannie.
2: Hi, George, and hi, Paul. First-time caller, I'm so excited.
0: This is different for you. What would your question be for paul?
2: okay paul i'm I've had a difficult time with my uh son. Um, he hasn't talked to me for like twelve years, okay. and it's been since he got married
1: okay.
2: and i i just i I just would like to get back in touch with him.
0: So Je- Jeannie, let and us l- let us ask you one question before Paul jumps yeah. in here with his channeling. Oh. Why isn't yeah. your son talking to you?
2: Um I'm I'm really not sure. Uh um I I used to drink a lot and but I wasn't drinking then. And he even came to a group therapy with me. Mhm. And he was like, well, I don't have a problem with my mom. I'm just like, what? <laughs> you know, but um, after he had his child and he got, well, he got married and he had his child, you know, I don't know if it's his wife or...
0: She's not reached out I, to you?
2: Oh, no. No. I text him. He never responds. I I call him. He never responds. Um...
0: Does he live next to you? Same state? No,
2: no, he's in our state. It's just an hour drive away.
0: All right, Paul. Paul, Let's let Paul take over with his channel guides. Go ahead, Paul. I'm
1: going to do this psychically, which is I'm going to tune into Jeannie first. I'm going to ask for the son's name, maybe the wife's name. And then if the guides want to say something, they're going to pop in. So let me go to you, Jeannie, first. There's actually a lot of panic around you. You come through panicking and and, and waving like you're trying to get the attention of this guy. His first name, please?
2: His name is Brendan. It's B-R-E-N-D-A-N.
1: He's got his middle finger up, I'm sorry, which just means boundary. It means back off, back off, back off. He knows you're there. He knows you want him, and he's shielding himself. And the reason I get is because there's stuff he doesn't want to look at. He covers his eyes as if he doesn't want to see. My feeling is if he does see you, he's going to have to deal with a lot of his own stuff and his own pain. Can I have his wife's first name, please?
2: Uh, Jennifer.
1: Let me just go here. Well, she's actually, you know, the funny thing is she's just ignoring you. She's just dismissing you. She's not actually blocking him, because that's what I was wondering, and she's not. She's just waving you away, like, stay over there, stay where you are, we're fine. I'm going to go to the guides with this. My guides are saying the young lady wants to know, will she see her son again in time? I hear in time you will, but be prepared. There's there's recrimination. There's, There's old stuff that needs to be addressed in order to move beyond the past. It's like a block at the heart that's really almost between you. So I'm going to ask what you can do now to support yourself. Love him okay. as he is. I hear trust. I'm surprised to hear this. Trust that he will come. He will speak again, that you will speak again. But I hear don't make it hard. Don't make it hard. The idea here sometimes, you know, you have to let go of somebody in order for them to come back. I don't feel, and this may be of some help, that he's doing this to hurt you. This is not intentionally to cause harm. He's doing this in some way to protect himself and protect himself from his own stuff, that I don't think he really wants to look at. Okay. I hope that helps some.
0: All right. Good luck, Jeannie. Hope that works for you, too. And uh, if you're in Columbus, uh, Ohio, on October 14th, come to our live stage show. And uh, Paul, if we ever get you to the states, uh, Mommy will have Tommy get you to one of our live shows. Sure. That's have you have you channel on stage? That would be fascinating.
1: I was in Sedona recently. I think you were there, but we didn't yep. each other. Uh huh.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's fantastic. And so what we what we just heard was a piece of you as the psychic. Yeah. And then the channeler.
1: Exactly. The guides will sometimes come in with commentary. You know, their agenda is more about how we, how we develop and how we care for ourselves, less so are we going to get what we want or what we're hoping for. I mean, they understand, I think, what we go through in a larger spectrum of, of possibilities for our own growth and learning.
0: I've never been one to understand how somebody could let 12 years go by and not talk to your mother.
1: Well, I run into a lot, unfortunately, in the readings. You know, parents do it to kids sometimes. Kids do it to parents. Oftentimes, you know, it's uh, the marriage does it, which is why I was wondering, but I really wasn't feeling that that was what was present here. But, yeah, it's hard, and people can be very cruel, and there's really no need. It doesn't solve much. I think you can detach with love, but there's got to be the love there to do that.
0: Let's go to the state of Georgia. Colleen's with us. Welcome to the program. Hi, Colleen. Hi. How are you? Uh,
3: today's my birthday. I made it to 63. Well,
0: happy birthday.
3: Thank you. Um, I need to find out about this trailer in my yearly forecast
1: or finances. I'm sorry. The question is the trailer. I didn't hear something.
3: Yeah, the trailer that I'm living in right now. Oh, okay. okay. And my yearly forecast for finances.
1: Okay, I don't do yearly forecasts, but I'll tune into you and see what you want to tell me about the trailer here. Well, funnily enough, you're looking around as if you got to get out of there. You got to get out of there. You actually feel okay when I go to you. You're placing everything in front of you as if you know where everything is where things are supposed to be. And I actually, when I go to the finances, you show me the money symbol, which is good, and you show me it going into your own pocket. When usually I see that, it's money that actually comes direct. It's less paycheck than something that actually comes to your hand and right into the pocket. Um, Anything about your living situation? I'm going to go to you you're interesting because you don't want anybody to tell you what to do, and you're kind of glaring all around you to make sure that nobody's going to do this. But I don't know if this is true, but I actually feel that if you were to be able to move, this would actually be a positive thing for you.
3: What do you mean?
1: Trailer? Um, Yeah, or wherever you're situated right now, you could could use the change. Yes. Trailer, Trailer. Yes, trailer. I'm hearing yes to the trailer.
3: Uh, The trailer is going to be mine
4: or
1: what? Well, that wasn't the question you asked. You were asking about your finances and a trailer. So if you're looking to move, then you're getting a trailer. I would say yes to the trailer. Yes.
3: Yeah, because the landlords just screwed me over when I moved in here. And now they haven't had no mail in four months. Uh huh. That makes
1: sense.
0: How big is the trailer, Colleen? Pardon? How big is the trailer?
3: It's a two bedroom. I really can't tell you on size, though, hon. Uh, it's it's a good size. I'd have to say it's a, a single wide, hon.
0: Okay, very good. Thank you. So you see some of the uplifting things for her, Paul?
1: I think it's positive. Yes, I think she has choice. I think things are more in order than she suspects they are, and she's a tough lady. So she's not gonna, you know, she's not gonna get pushed around.
0: When we hear you channeling and we hear that second voice, what is that?
1: The whispers, the transmission, and it comes, it's just how I learned to do it. I often channel directly now, but that's sometimes really loud. I mean, I don't remember what I've said, so (laughs) they've been doing more of that through me. The whispers, the transmission, the repetition is for the listener.
0: East of the Rockies, Terry's with us in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Terry, you coming to our show? I'd really love to, George. I'm going to try the best I can. All right. Love to see you. Go ahead. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm a recovering drug and alcohol addict for five years now. My folks just died a few years within
1: the last 10 years or so. And I've been pretty much estranged from my family trying to cope, taking myself out of the world and isolating myself. I'm seeking God and what's going on, but I just seem stuck in my life right now. Okay. Well, congratulations on your recovery. Um, let me tune into to you. You come in saying, as if you believe this, nobody's gonna give me what I want. And then you sort of conquer down and you hold yourself still. And you got your fists up, and this, when that's not that you wanna fight, it's self-protection. So right now you're coming from a place of real self-protection, around the rest of the world, and I think that's why you're probably isolating yourself. I'm going to go to you with your family. Just give me one of your family members' names, just who they are to you in their first name. Oh, uh, well, that's kind of hard. It's like a, a mixed family. Um, one name. That's all I want to tune into, one, to get the bunch. Um, it's okay, Terry. Let me just see what I can do without that. Well, the guys are speaking. The young man wants to know: Will he be loved? Will he be loved again? This, this is what this is really about. Am I, am I allowed to be loved? Am I welcome? Am I welcomed home? Can I come home? Can I come home? You have to go home. You have to go home. You have to rectify the history. You have to rectify the history. And some of the choices you made, and some of the choices you made, can be chosen, can be chosen anew, anew in a higher way, with agreement, with agreement to your family, to your family. I do hear you ostracize yourself. You put yourself away. You don't have to. You don't have to. But is, how does he approach? This is my question carefully, carefully, and with honor? Show up in your honor, show up in your honor, sober with your sober self, show up in your Show up with your willingness to take, responsibility to take responsibility for past acts. For past acts, you will be surprised, and you will be surprised how welcome you may be, how welcomed you may be. That's what I hear.
0: All right. Good luck, Terry. Hope everything works out for you. Hopefully, the the advice is pretty good, Paul.
1: Well, they're good. I mean, this is what they do, you know. I mean, when I have names, I can actually sort of, if you think of me as a switchboard and I'm plugging into everybody's opinions, that's when I can usually find out what people need or what's missing, you know.
0: Are the guides forgivable type people or individuals or entities?
1: Are they forgivable? I mean, do they forgive? Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, it's the teachings of forgiveness are enormous. In one of the books, they said, imagine you go into a cave, and the one person you never want to see again in your life is there in the cave. And then they say that's the person you have to walk out of the cave. You have to walk them out. Because who you put in darkness calls you to the darkness. And that's the teaching of forgiveness. It's not to say that it was all okay and it was all right that they did a harmful thing, but it is to release ourselves from that attachment because it harms us.
0: Would you say your gift is God-given?
1: I think all gifts are God-given, and I think this is some odd facility I have, and I don't know how in many ways it occurred, but I do think that I was developed through my life in order to be able to do this kind of work mostly without even knowing it.
0: Have you ever had a night where the guides don't leave you alone and you just can't get to sleep?
1: Yeah, but not the guides. It's the energy that comes. So the energy sometimes that comes with the guides is enormously potent, and it's like a current running through my body. And when I'm doing workshops and events, that current is running through everybody. Everybody gets to feel it, which I enjoy. But often when they're preparing me for a book, they're shifting my energy to be able to hold the new teaching, and those are the nights I'm often up.
0: Next up, Lisa in Boise, Idaho, on the wildcard line. Hi, Lisa.
2: Hi, George. Hi, Paul. How are you both doing?
0: Great. Good to have you with us.
2: Thank you. So um, my sister was diagnosed with uterine cancer two years ago, and so she's been on treatment with the hospital, and she's on this newest chemo uh, pill and her tumor markers have come down from like 1900 to say 750. Is there anything, can your guide tell my sister what it is that she can do to be completely healed?
1: Well, I'm not a medical intuitive, so I always say I don't do medical readings because I'm not a doctor. I can tune into your sister and see what she may need in order to support okay. her own healing. Can I have, give me your first name first.
2: My, my name first. is Lisa.
1: And then her name, please. Eva. Eva, let me, Eva. Go to you. let me go to you first. You're actually coming through wagging a finger at your sister as if you're scolding her to try to get her to to lift, to be better, to feel better. So you're proactive here, which is good, but you're doing it by wagging a finger, which is interesting. Let me go to Eva. Eva's waving that away. Eva's sort of doing her own thing right now, and she's worried. She's biting her nails. She's focused Eva's focused on what she needs to do that is in front of her and what the process is that she's engaged in. She's being very practical about this, and I think it's actually what she needs to do. Let me see if there's anything about the guides in terms of what might support her in healing. There's some, there's some anger, there's some forgiveness that's needed here, and I am not somebody to say we create our illness. That's not how I get information, but I do hear she there's people she needs to forgive. She'll be lighter, she'll be happier, and she holds a lot of rage. And this is something that she blocks. She sort of pushes people away, and she keeps herself in her own focus, and her own routine. So can she get better? She can, work towards it. she can work towards it. Healing is a process, but there is spiritual healing that may surpass, that may surpass the body. Right? So sometimes I believe, and this is just me, that there are lessons that we can learn through everything. And it isn't always about the physical repair. It's about how we live the lives that we've been given and how we live with the challenges that we, we have on our plates.
0: Okay. Thank you, Lisa. You're almost like a psychologist too, Paul, you know that?
1: No, no I'm not, you know, I just, I just, you know, I'm a, I have a, an awareness of character and Character is sort of the essence of somebody at a personality level and how they show up, and I'm mirroring that when I speak, and I'm trying to give language to what they're telling me or what I feel about them. It's it's not psychology, although somebody once said it was like, because I, I, I have a lot of therapists that are actually clients, and they would say, you know, Paul, you can do this, you can do in, in 30 minutes what it takes somebody five sessions to get to or 10 sessions, and sometimes that's just because I'm not, dealing with the obstruction. I'm just going to the essence of something.
0: You're doing a great job. We're going to come back with final calls with Paul Selig. The book is called The Book of Innocence. And welcome back to Coast to Coast, George Norrie along with Paul Selig, and again we're talking about the book two of his manifestation trilogy, The Book of Innocence. Paul, what do you think of the word manifestation?
1: I think it's misused and I think it's overused a bit in in spiritual culture because people tend to think that it's about getting something, and what I believe is that everything we see before us, we're in accord with, which doesn't mean that we made it so, but it does mean that we're in agreement to it. And so I understand manifestation as the realization of physical form, and what the guides teach is how this is source, known in a lower vibrational tone and how it can be lifted and reclaimed. So it's not a teaching of just how to get the bigger car. You know, it's a teaching of how to align to everything that exists in a higher way.
0: Let's go back to the calls. My neck of the woods in St. Louis. Mike is with us. Hi, Mike. Welcome.
4: George, thank you for taking my call. And Paul, thank you for being so sincere on um, what you do. Two questions. Uh, First, I want to make a comment. I've been working the last year of healing myself. Uh, The first question I have, um, and I want to make uh, another comment real quick. I have a large family, and like the prior caller, um, I can give a couple of initials. Um, But anyway, um, two questions I have. I want to know if I will reach uh, a higher optic And the second is, will I be able to help heal my family and others and uh, have reconciliation?
1: Did you say higher optic with a P or octave with a V?
4: Optive, thank you.
1: Okay.
4: Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, a a higher octave. I'm sorry.
1: That's fine. Let me just tune into you and see what I get. You're sweet. You come through, you're saying, I'm so willing. I'm so willing. I mean, your heart's just in your hand, and you're extending it, like you want everybody to know how sincere this is. Will you reconcile with your family? Is that the question? Yes. I actually hear yes. Yes. Heal the family? Yes. Yes. Let me see why. The young man, the guys are speaking, the young man wants to know, is he going to get what he wants? Yes. He has to be patient for, for a period of time because, because he is lifting his awareness to the, what's next, to what's next. What They're saying that what you want is actually available at the higher level. So you kind of can't take the old road there. You have to go to the higher, and then it becomes available to come to you, which is interesting. And In some ways, both of your questions are interlocked this way. Higher. Okay. When you live to the higher, you, what you want is available to you because you're not trying to fight or battle for it. Okay.
4: Much like you were saying about higher uh, manifestation, yeah. um, to uh, have it work with you and not try to get the bigger car or the bigger thing.
1: Well, what, what I understand, if you think of God or the universe as source, and mm-hmm. then you understand that perhaps the source already knows what we actually need, What we need and what we want may be different things. It's not that you can't have what you want and learn from that. But I understand that if you go to the higher, you move to a level of receptivity where things are available without the struggle in the same way that we're used to. And we've been trained to operate in the struggle, and we don't have to.
0: Good luck, Michael. Thank you. Great to be part. You You give good advice, and more importantly, Paul, you and your spirit guides give people hope.
1: Well, I think there's, there is hope. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't um, always give people what they want, I'm afraid. I, I can't do that and be comfortable with myself. But I'm hearing what is possible, and sometimes it's what is possible when we get out of our own way and we kind of let God be God, if you want to say it that way, or you let the universe work with us and not try to force the hand so much, which is how we've all been trained to get what we want. And I think there are other ways, which is to open to receive.
0: Gina Maria is with us in the state of Washington. Hello, Gina Maria.
5: Hello, gentlemen. Um, Love and peace and healing, and God bless to everyone and everything everywhere. Um, um, I'm I'm at this time requesting My wish and hope and prayer um, that you might help me to contact my spirit guide with using my spirit guide and my daughter, Ambrosia's spirit guide, um, through your guides to express my love, um, my forever love and the love of all of her family on both sides. Um, I'm hoping that she rejoins all of us and accepts my love and the love of all of her family, because um, I miss and love my daughter with all of my heart. Thank you. God bless.
1: Let me understand, you're estranged from your daughter, is that the question? Is that what we're looking at? Yes, myself
5: and all the family on my side and her father's side.
1: Let me me go to you first, if I may.
5: I'm Gina Maria.
1: I hear you. I'm already getting you. But the first thing you come through saying, which is interesting, is I don't want anybody to make me wrong. And you've got a warning finger up to, to everybody. Like, don't make me wrong. Don't make me the bad guy. Don't do that. And there's a lot of worry and anxiety that's informing these relationships now. Give me your daughter's first name, please.
5: Um, Ambrosia.
1: Ambrosia. Ambrosia. You supposed- okay, let, me, let me go to her and see what I get. Right now, what's funny about her, just like she seems to know about this, if I'm getting her correctly, but she's pushing it away. It's, almost, it's not like never. It's more like not now. Not now. Not now. And with that comes a kind of panic. I mean, I think she actually feels the energy of your desire and may feel actually a little overwhelmed by that. So let me just ask what you might do. You have to give yourself permission to forgive her and the rest for not being who you want them to be. If you're able to do that... You have an enormously deep sigh of relief that comes through. And I think that also makes you available to really be in communication in an honest way. And I want to say in, a, in an open way, because right now you're coming through not wanting to be blamed and also pointing some fingers still at the others. I do hear this can pass. Um, so you've got to let these folks be themselves. Be available let them come to you. Don't force the hand. I feel with the daughter, I actually feel you that there is a reuniting that can, can. and I think, I get Will. They're actually saying yes, Will. They're giving me thumbs up. So I hope that helps, and I wish you the best.
0: Thanks, Gina. Will you do an email question, Paul? Yeah. I can Do my her, best. her name is Linda from Ontario, Canada. She cannot call in and uh, she's my. been a dedicated listener for years. Sure. and she wants to know if you see anything on her current health issues that she needs to address. She's 76 years old.
1: Well, as, as I say, I'm not a medical intuitive. I'll tune in and see what I hear. She's got to be careful with her body and careful. I mean, it's not, it's not so much about frailty. But it's almost, when I go to her, it's uh, it's almost holding on to the railing when you go down that narrow flight of stairs. It's really being very, very conscious of the body because the body doesn't always seem to be doing what it's expected to do or what you would have it do. So I'm not predicting something bad. I'm just saying she's got to be very conscientious. Let me see if I can hear anything for her. I, I don't know that there's a real restoration to health coming, but I do think that this is part of a process, and some of what she's going to need to do is to acclimate to what is now going on as what she can manage and handle. She's actually able to do this. But again, I, I'm literally holding on to a bar. That could be a bar in a shower, it can be a bar. It feels like a narrow stair where you have like to a basement or if it's a narrow stairway in a house, but I want her to be holding on. Okay. i my, my only concern honestly is feeling like something could give out unintentionally, you know? So I just want her to stay safe with herself and be mindful.
0: All right. There you go, Linda. Hope you're listening. And let's go to Robert in Tampa, Florida on the wildcard line. Robert, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. First time caller. Um, I love the show. Love the program. Thank you. I guess, I guess my question is, um, how can I become a better version of myself? Whether it be uh, personally mm-hmm. or in business. Let me tune into you. The guys are saying the young man wants to know: Will he get what he wants? He's actually preparing for it. It's not about becoming a better person or provision or an improved version. It's about becoming who you really are and can only be in truth. The aspect of you that loves and wants a good life must be fostered, must be fostered, must be claimed, must be claimed as your right, as your right. It's my right to have a good life and to be a good man being a good man being a good man isn't coming up isn't something you get out of instead of something else it's who you you really are your innate goodness your innate goodness is what you need to rely upon as it flowers as it flowers Your life reflects it your life reflects it And they're saying, period
0: any follow-up question Robert
1: yes Uh, so why why am I perceived so differently sometimes? And if there's one letter that I'm visualizing, what letter would that be that comes through? I'm not going to do that kind of mind reading if that's what you're asking me to do. Okay. That the question What letter are you thinking of? Yeah. No, I don't do that.
0: All right, next up, Barbara in Tennessee. Go ahead, Barbara. Go ahead.
6: Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I have. Been thinking about buying some land and possibly building a house in the future, and I'm struggling with where I want to build because I'm thinking family, taking them with me.
1: hmm What are you, what are the options you're considering, please? Um,
6: I've been. Seriously, think about staying inside Tennessee, but I've also been debating on whether Florida, West Virginia, or Virginia.
1: I would would, – when I go to you, I get a thumbs up on Tennessee, and you're actually, I think, kind of where you want to be. I mean, you're pointing down, and when you're pointing down, it's kind of like where you are now presently and in the vicinity of it. I actually feel that if you were to leave, you'd be a bit frustrated. And I think you'd be frustrated that things weren't what they were. And I yeah. think in this case, you're kind of comfortable knowing where your feet are placed. You want to know where you I, go. and that's actually I am
6: comfortable. comfortable.
1: Yeah, well, that's um, what I feel, too. So
6: but I, I also want to move out of Memphis.
1: <laughs> um, so I would say, and Memphis. you're looking at the vicinity, and I would look at like two places over. I don't know the area so I can't tell you what's there. This doesn't feel city to me, but it does feel suburban. I mean, it's, you know, residential street with houses, so it's not a downtown situation that I'm seeing for you at all. But you do need to go where you're happy. And I think if you're looking at another house... I think you're looking at something that may not be brand new, but would have only had two owners and feels good. It feels good. It feels like there's been family there and love there. And I think you would respond to that and that would feel right to you. And that's what's going to be useful.
0: Good luck, Barbara. I hope everything works out for you. Paul, do you take calls personally for people?
1: Yeah. I do.
0: How does how does that work? How do they get a hold of you? Through your website?
1: Through my website. Yeah. Through my website. It, I don't do as many readings as I used to because I'm I'm back to traveling and doing doing more live events, but I like to keep the practice and yeah, you know, and it works the same as I work here, except I'm on, you know, Zoom and I can see people and they can see me.
0: Sessions a little really longer?
1: Yep. Fifteen minutes, half an hour, either one.
0: That's pretty intense.
1: It's intense, but a lot gets done very quickly.
0: Well, you can tell that you enjoy doing what you're doing. People can get the Book of Innocence at Amazon?
1: Yep. It's up on Amazon. It's pre-order. It's out on Tuesday this week, the, uh, the 19th.
0: We're ahead of the game, aren't we?
1: We're a couple of days ahead, yep.
0: I noticed that you had Deepak Chopra in the book as well.
1: He um, he has gave a wonderful endorsement for my work. He came for a reading once, and I guess it was helpful for him. And he's been supportive of my work.
0: In twenty seconds or less, what advice would you give to people who just seem lost?
1: Don't be so frightened of yourself. It's something that you move through. You need to have to you have to trust that you have the right to go there, beyond what you've had. And nobody's necessarily going to do it for you, so you have to say, yes, I'm allowed to move beyond my fear and my fear of the unknown.
0: Super. Thank you, Paul, for being on the program. Good luck with everything you do. Let us know when the other book is done in a year. For Dan Galanti, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehood, Sean Ladasor, Stephanie Smith, Chris Burrows, Tim Minald, Ian Punnett, and George Knapp. I'm George Norris, somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.